And this is the D49er update here on 22westmedia.com and all that. Um, my name is Joel Vaughn. Um, in the studio with me from my left to the right is um, our, uh, let's see. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, guest today um, doing his live assist hours is uh, Spencer Klein. All right. Round two. Yeah, definitely. And then after that, we have our um, assistant photo editor, Sabrina. That's you. Hi, it's Sabrina Flores. Nailed it. Yep. And then standing in for Cat tonight, we have Mac. Hey guys. Uh, yep. Um. And then over there we have, of course, um, Sam again. Yeah, this is Sam uh, from Arts and Life. All right, and one of our <laughs> yeah, this yeah, um, and then one of our host, co-host, whatever tonight is on a little bit of a time budget. So Mac, let's start with you on insurance. So um, kind of just like the brief of it, we um, did an online survey, and what were kind of the results that we got out of that? Uh, for the most part, students are still basically on their their parents for the most part insurance. Uh, I think it was something like. Two, three percent didn't have insurance in any way. Mm -hmm. uh, so for the most part, students are still insured just because they're, for the most part, lucky enough to be under twenty-six. Yeah, no, and well, that's the college age there too. So it's kind of nice and tight. And then that's like kind of the student consensus as well when we actually went out into the field and interviewed. Mm -hmm. I would say so. Mm -hmm. um, and then. For those of you who don't have health insurance out there, that 2%, uh, what can they do, like, just for minor health inconveniences? Uh, I mean, for those that don't, you're still able to sign up. It will still take a while, and you won't mm -hmm. get immediate health insurance, but you still are able to sign up for Covered California. Um, you'll be put kind of in the back of the line. Uh, the school does have the, the Student Health Resource Center where you can see for basic things, like, you know, you have a cough. You have a sore foot, you can go get an ice pack or some Advil. But for the most part, if you're really sick, there's not much you can do on campus. Yeah. So just the basic bare bones. Um, you need to get an x-ray. You need to um, pick up a Band-Aid, Advil, all that. Um, head over to, um, I believe it would be West Campus, to check out our Student Health Center. A little free plug for them there, regardless of, you know, that ad coming up eventually. So, um, Calvary, California on campus, um, was there any outreach as far as signing people up or anything? Yeah, there were some representatives out trying to get students signed up. Um, for the most part, I think students had really realized already that they needed to sign up if they were worried about it. I don't think people who, for the most part, college students are pretty healthy. So mm -hmm. I don't think most of them were really concerned about it. But for those of us who, you know, really needed it, I think they were already aware of most of those deadlines and had kind of reached out to people already but it's like i signed up four weeks ago and i'm still going to bounce back and forth between calls and stuff to figure out who's going to cover me mm -hmm. so it's not you know perfect by any means but it's coming along yeah and then i don't know it's kind of um off the general topic but you had one um concern that you sent on our slack about like fake sign up numbers and stuff like that uh yeah a bunch of different companies have been using the the healthcare line as a, a way to get personal information out of people so there have been phishing phone emails. In fact, literally as we're sitting here, I just got a text message from one mm -hmm. that told me that the deadline got extended 48 hours and you can still apply at some random website that doesn't take you to cover California. Mm -hmm. That will take you to some phishing website to get all your information. So, of course, beware, get covered. You still have resources out there as well. All right. Cool, Mac. You're free. You're free. 
Have fun, fam. Bye, Mac. Bye, Mac. Don't See have too Mac. much fun, though. See, See you later. And then we'll introduce our next guest as he comes in here to a little bit of an unorthodox format tonight. Luke, you're up. Come on. Luke. Come on, Luke. Is it in break right now? Uh, no, we're not in break. We're actually still live. Oh, what's up? What's up? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I figured we could fill the time. Uh, and then there's Mac being cheeky as always. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, so um, once again, Luke returning this week, our uh, assistant sports editor as well. Um, he will be closing out the show for us, um, of course, providing a little commentary here and there throughout the show. Um, but up next, uh, Sabrina, let's let's talk about that sticky icky. That, that Oh, yes, please. Let's talk about that sticky icky. That, that marijuana's. Uh, yeah, so um, we did a story this week, and both of us um, did the actual video component for the story yeah, as well. Yeah, that was an interesting outcome, too, yeah. as we discovered. Yeah, uh, we'll get to that at the end of this little segment here. Um, so uh, CSULB's current weed policy, what exactly is that? Let's just say there almost is none. It's illegal, and that's pretty much how it's going to stay. Unfortunately, the CSULB... Um, institution is under federal law still mm -hmm. so they have to follow federal law which still considers um cannabis as a schedule one narcotic uh -huh. um that's not just cannabis that's also derivatives so if you got some cbd spray cbd oil mm -hmm. cbd anything still also very illegal yeah well i mean see i feel like the actual enforcement around cbd is going to be a little bit more fuzzy because i mean you could light up a joint of you know the cbd's Thanks, Luke. I love your head nods. <laughs> Luke, <laughs> um, it's my time to shine, okay? <laughs> yeah, no, this is an audio format. People can't listen to your just like, yeah, yeah, like thing you got going. I'll chime in. I'll chime in when appropriate. <laughs> Remain appropriate. <laughs> we're, at, we're after six o'clock. You can at least time. be a little risque here. That's I'm letting I'm letting uh, Sabrina do her thing. Okay, but no, I mean so. I don't know, man. I feel like you could get away with um, CBD so much easier on campus because literally, like, it, it's a derivative that you can get put in. Um, Anything almost. Um, yeah. As I was saying, sprays, oils, any, you can really carry CBD in any which way. Um, the only difference between CBD and THC is CBD is not psychoactive. And, um, yeah, they're... In the eyes of the law on and the, campus, the there federal is no law. distinction. Yeah. And, well, I mean, also, see, my main thing is just how, like, like enforcing this, unless you're literally catching someone, like, smoking a J behind the library, is kind of going to be difficult. It's very, very tentative. They, From what I was told, they are going about it in a way where they do not want possession on campus, mm -hmm. but they are not going to randomly stop and search you as you're walking around campus uh -huh. <laughs> for weed. They're not... So I'm, Avery's not going to come up on you. Avery sniffs bombs, not weed. We're all fine. Well, as far as <laughs> we know, man. Um, yeah, so Avery sniffs bombs, not weed. So all cannabis lovers out there, unfortunately. That sounds like a good t-shirt. Okay, Avery, <laughs> hey man, we need a daily 49er merch. Avery smokes, smells bomb. Avery smokes bombs, not we. <laughs> Avery smokes bombs, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I love it. So, yeah. So, or, or what are kind of like the consequences? Like, let's say, like tomorrow I need to do an assignment for um, my radio class with Roman, actually. Um, 
And what I was going to do was actually a connection to this where um, we need to take a photo, our photo illustration, and then post it online with like six sentences to go with the actual thing. So I was just going to roll up like a joint in big quotation marks, not a real joint. I have some rolling tobacco lying around, which is probably also not okay on campus. Oh, no, that is um, actually... <laughs> okay on campus. Oh. Um, except for the Breathe campaign, tobacco is not federally illegal. It's yeah. not an illegal drug as defined mm-hmm. by the federal government, which means technically, like, you can spark up a cigarette right outside the library and they can't give you a fine yet. They cannot yet. do anything. Yes. That's, that- that's a technicality that comes with the Breathe campaign, as I discovered. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I mean, they technically cannot give you a fine for tobacco. Mm-hmm. But that rollie is a spliff, though. You're in trouble. Oh, yeah. Any any scent of cannabis in that rolled up cigarette and you're gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, no, that that's kind of the thing. I was literally just going to put a joint in quotation marks, like in one of the letters in those things and take a photo of it. But like, let's say I rolled up an actual joint and, you know, towed it around on campus and say um, our good friend, Lieutenant Goodwin stopped me. What would happen? Shout out to Goodwin one time. Um, (laughs) Well, you are over 21, right? Yes, I am 23. All right. So according to Goodwin, when they catch when they will be catching people, as this is very recent, obviously, um, when they catch people who are over 21, now they're just going to be referring them to the Office of Student Conduct and Ethical Development, mm-hmm. which, I mean, really, that's not that's not really anything, honestly, compared to, like, say, the repercussions for if you're under 18. If mm-hmm. you're under 18, you get a citation of infraction violation of the safe and healthy co- health. Huh. Health and safety code. Health and safety code. Uh, yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, you're doing fine. And um, and you also have to go to counseling, which is still really not that bad. If you're between 18 and 21, you get if a If it was you, fine. for instance. Yeah. Yes, if it were me, if I were caught tomorrow, I would get a $100 fine and also have to go have someone talk to me about how mm. my drug use is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I got in more trouble for caught, getting caught smoking cigarettes on my community college campus. See, as you were saying earlier, it's very it's very hard to implement almost unless you're doing it blatantly in places where you really shouldn't be. Yeah, and so basically, don't smoke a J in the nugget. Don't hotbox your dorm room. Don't hotbox your bathroom. Don't hotbox any bathroom on campus. Mm-hmm. Don't hotbox your car on campus. As tempting as, you know, the <laughs> non-gendered restrooms are to hotbox, please don't. Yeah, because they don't have, like, they have one door, and then you just get to chill in there. Mm-hmm. It's super good hotbox space. No, I'm kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't do that, kids. That statement is not um, approved by the Daily 49er or 22 West. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, kind of keep trucking along here. What are the federal government reasons behind this? Like, what like what can, like, this, like, the Fed hold over us on a state level? Well, they are our federal government. Mm. So they kind of override any law that California basically says they want to implement because mm-hmm. even if we are we have state governments nothing overrides the federal government until California makes good on its promise and secedes from the United States <laughs> we will not I'm personally not going to approve that sentiment <laughs> there well, Sabrina <laughs> I mean 
this is this is theoretical. This is a theoretical secession the, okay. from the United States. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, no endorsement for the Free California movement here. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, um, it just basically comes down to the fact that federal law will always override state law, mm-hmm. at least with the way our government is built. I can't really elaborate on to why our government. Well, is Well, like guess that. what? I can. <laughs> yeah. Take the wheel. Take the yeah. Mic. So, um, basically, um. I'll start out with the example. So highways um, and the federal, like, well, not federal, but most states adopting like the 21-year-old like drinking age. That was basically leveraged by the federal government under idea of, do you want money for freeways? Make your drinking age 21. So theoretically, um, the CSUs, um, a lot of, like pretty much any of the state colleges in California would be in a similar, a Similar position with the actual U.S. Fed. So basically they're like, oh, hey, guess what? We're now going to be, you know, I don't know. Like, say, once again, since we're working in hypotheticals here, let's say we have a smoking section on campus. And let's also hypothetically say that you can smoke weed in that smoking section on campus. The Fed would be, and, you know, it's not only approved by the school, well, the state, everything. The actual federal government would be like, hey, you like giving your students Pell Grants <laughs> yeah, and FAFSA and all that? They can pull that right from under you. So that's 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 my like poli sci 100 class yeah, coming in handy there. You are exactly right. Um, if the school were to hypothetically allow cannabis on campus, the federal government, nothing would stop the federal government from essentially saying, hey, this institution is not following the law we've set. Give me all my money back. Yeah. Your students who are on FAFSA, your students who receive Pell Grant A, B, your students who receive scholarships, give us all of that money back unless it's a private scholarship mm-hmm. or a private loan or something. And essentially that leaves kids with having to either decide, do they want to smoke on campus or do they want grants? <laughs> do they or want- do you just want to go out to 7th Street and smoke? Actually, that is technically not legal either. I looked into that. Oh, you um, looked into it for personal reasons? You can only consume, yeah, recreationally in, like, private spaces mm-hmm. or designated areas. So, I mean, it's not technically legal to walk outside and smoke a joint at this point in time, but, I mean, there's no but. It's it's not legal. It's not legal. <laughs> it's not legal. Oh, well, I, I mean, know what to say. Uh, yeah, that actually transitioned us transitions us nicely into just like general like laws and whatnot regulation around weed in California as a whole. Well, the general consensus with California is that weed is recreationally legal, similar to alcohol. You can enjoy it if you are um, above 21. Mm. As I said, designated places, areas, um, What's funny is they actually kind of, by legalizing cannabis in California recreationally, they kind of muddled the laws a little bit, so it's a little bit harder to understand. I didn't do too much research on that aspect because mm-hmm. I was more focused on the school aspect. Of course. But I, from what I understand, you need a designated area that says, hey, you can smoke here. Mm-hmm. But also nothing stops somebody from setting up a dispensary where the FedEx office is on Atherton and Palos Verdes. If mm-hmm. they have... The zoning regulations, they go through all of those codes. If they get it done legally, nothing can stop that from existing there. Mm -hmm. And it would only be illegal to carry cannabis from that recreational dispensary onto campus. That's Mm -hmm. when it becomes illegal. So carrying around um, just California streets 
if you're over 21, you don't have any need to worry unless you're pushing pounds, man. Yeah, of course. And to all you business majors out there listening, there's a there's a sweet idea. Open up a dispensary on Palo Verde. Get those zoning <laughs> codes in Do You now. get those zoning codes in now. And then let's actually hop over to the video we did, like just that general student interviews as well. Ooh, that was interesting. Yeah, that, was that, really fun. that was an interesting exchange. Like what was like... um. Not even the general consensus, but almost the entire one from pretty much everyone we talked to. I mean, everyone almost just didn't care. As long as it wasn't bugging them, as long as it was in a designated area, they really did not seem to care (laughs) if anybody smoked weed or had weed on campus. Mm -hmm. As long as it was sensitively approached and considerate and thoughtful about other students' presence on campus who don't smoke. Mm -hmm. But... Other than that, I'm sure we all know that our campus is extremely liberal and the students really spoke for themselves. We kind of trekked all over campus looking for, you know, those straight edges, those stoners. Yeah, we tried trying to get a diversity of We tried interviews. the pyramid for your sports sports boys over there, Luke, to see if any of them sports were boy. sports boys. <laughs> <laughs> the boys. Yeah, to see if any of them were like, oh, not down with and the girls. reefers or whatever. But no, man. Uh, that's we, actually a good, that's actually, uh, just to maybe real quick interject, um, sports, professional sports in particular, I've been trying to implement allowing to use marijuana to treat injuries, especially head injuries in the mm-hmm. NFL. Um, instead of all the addicting medications like painkillers and painkillers and stuff like that, yeah. so. opioids are literally exactly. heroin in the pill form, but they'd yeah. rather give you that for well, pain than exactly. To be fair, heroin's a little bit more dirty than Vicodin. Very true. Don't don't do either of them. I would say. Yeah, <laughs> let's just let's get that out there. Yeah, right now. Um, just stick to your weeds, guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, the most we got was like, hey. A section, I guess, would be nice. Don't be a nuisance about it. And an easy way not to be a nuisance about it is to get a vape pen with the weeds in it. Yeah, kind of just don't be an ass about it. Don't blow your smoke in other people's faces. I mean, this is all hypothetical. Yeah. Weed is obviously not allowed on campus. Yeah. It's not changing. We've established that. But hi- in this hypothetical situation, just be a considerate stoner, man. Just have some forethought for the people in your area. You know that stuff smells you know mm-hmm. it's that sticky, icky, stanky, dinky. Yeah, or invest in a vaporizer. That's my. <laughs> or my, yeah, that too. Yeah. So anyway, guys, that fills out our first um, segment of the show. Um, we are going to hop away and then hop right back. So see you soon, guys. And we are back with the D49er update. I am your host, Joel Vaughn. Um, um, and in the studio with me t- again is Sam, Luke, um, Spence, and then Sabrina briefly stepped out as well, but she'll be rounding her way back in in the next commercial break. So, yeah, we got UAM next, Sam. Mm-hmm. UAM. Yes, the University Art Museum. <laughs> yes, we do. Let me so. just open up my notes here because I'm good at my job. Alrighty, let me just give a quick overview. Of what <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, so. exhibit names. Yeah, so the the new exhibit at the University Art Museum is called Robert Irwin Site Determined. It opened this Monday to the public. Um, so basically, it's this Long Beach artist, and the whole exhibit is filled with drawings and illustrations of plans that he made to mm-hmm. build these site permanent sculptures. Yeah, around. Really around everywhere. He's had stuff, like, all around the world, literally. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like um, this... 
uh, how do you put it? Like, uh, like architecture, our architectural blue, blueprints as art, I guess you could yeah, say. Yeah, that's a, that's a great way to describe it. And, mm. I mean, it's really, yeah, I was just, I mean, I say this about each museum or gallery that I cover. I say that it's my favorite one yet. But mm-hmm. this one was especially interesting because it didn't just show the art of this artist, which they easily could have done because it's really beautiful things that he's built. But it showed the process and it really highlighted that process instead of the art itself and their entire rooms filled with multiple drawings and you just get to see the evolution of the pieces he created and Mm -hmm. what he went in with thinking and then changes he had to make and and they don't try to um like make it seem really fancy or Mm -hmm. um glamorous at all they i mean if you get the gallery tour if you go to like the special dates that they have um then Matthew Sims, who's actually a professor here, he, who cre- curated the museum, he really explains to you the reality of why some changes had to happen, either because of budget cuts yeah. or because the people that hired him for the site just weren't happy with it. You but, really get that inside look, don't you? Yeah, yeah. At each step, you get to see a different creative process take mm-hmm. place, and and he just brings something new into each each step of the process, and it's really interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is it kind of like, did you ever get the sense where you're walking through the gallery and then you see um, one of the things on the wall and you're like, oh, damn, I know where that is. Yeah, actually, um, one of his his first site permanent sculpture is actually on our campus. Um, If you're familiar with the area, it's on upper campus. It's near the University Art Store. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like adjacent to the School of Art buildings and you wouldn't really tell by looking at it, but it's um, it's called the window wall, and it's just this this white sculpture that I mean, I, I call it a sculpture, but really it's it's a it's a wall with a it's, hole in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And I remember oh, actually yeah, uh, my, by the art store. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, you'll notice it if uh-huh. you're around that area. I remember um, yeah, one I, of my first weeks of school, I was walking by there and. I thought it was really interesting. I thought it was maybe like a school of art thing. All the walls were going to be like that. Mm-hmm. But I remember just standing there and watching people walk through it and around it for at least a minute. And it was just really interesting to see. And that was actually one of Irwin's goals when he, when he makes a lot of his pieces is to have people realize that the art's all around them. Yeah. And that's not something that has to be it, on a canvas and on a wall. It can be something that follows you around. Uh-huh. It makes it just like a pervasive like thing thing it like almost like crawls under your skin as you like I'm sorry I write art pieces sometimes (laughs) and it's fun but yeah man it's just I don't know that's tripping me out personally just because I like hop through that thing every time I have to Uh say buy um new markers or whatever or new watercolor paints particularly for my column which is coming out tomorrow if you want to pick that up (laughs) um but yeah so anything else on this like uam exhibit um i think anything that i can say about it will be put to shame if you actually go and see it i Mm -hmm. would i would really suggest that any students that have the chance to go just really go down there it's i mean it's literally on campus and yeah it's just a small little exhibit and it's open um through april so you have all semester to do it. I, I would really recommend it yeah i honestly recommend that for almost anything that the uam puts on as well yeah they oh yeah they really put a lot of thought into what they put out and and the artists that they promote and it's just really interesting every every new exhibit they have mm-hmm 
And then we got Carpenter Center news. What's yeah. going on with the Carpenter Centers? So this isn't super new, um, mm-hmm. but the feature we put out today, actually. Um, so Megan Klein Crockett is the new Carpenter Center's executive director. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I did a nice little feature on her. I met up with her last week. She was very nice. We talked for about 30 minutes just about her plans for the next upcoming season and how it was coming in at such short notice. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and, of course, there's an entire history with that actual department as well, mm-hmm. particularly um, with the last director resigning and yeah. then this one filling in. What's kind of like the backstory, the antithesis, all of that, the ontology yeah. of it? Yeah. So if you've been on campus for longer than a semester, then – um, you might have heard something about last year the Carpenter Center was supposed to put out a play and due to controversial reasons it was pulled from production and the last director um, her name was Michelle Roberge and she really had a problem with that mm-hmm. um, she thought that it was infringing upon um, the freedom of speech and how it really ties into art and how it's used as um, as a platform for certain conversations so she resigned and Megan was called in unexpectedly Mm -hmm. um, to fill in and she's been interim for her ever since and but she officially got appointed in November Mm -hmm. but yeah she's she she really just took the whole Carpenter Center under her wing and she finished out um, Michelle's her entire last part of the season which um, was only halfway through and she came in and according to the School of Art Dean Cyrus Parker Jeanette um I'll read a little quote here, actually, from her, um, because I spoke to her briefly about it. Um, She said, about Megan, she said, I think she seems to have a really wonderful and creative and inclusive sense as she develops the season. And she said the transition under Megan's skillful hand went very smoothly. It Mm. was a very political landscape, and I think she did it with great finesse. So, obviously, I mean, it's a really difficult situation to come into, and it was very controversial and political, and I'm sure she was walking on eggshells for a Mm -hmm. while, but um, she did a really good job of reassuring the patrons and the community that the Carpenter Center wasn't going anywhere due to this controversial issue, and and yeah, now she's hired on permanently. She's going to be coming into her um, her first season that was fully planned out by her. Cool, and what are some things going on that first season? Um, so a few highlights that she gave me were Martha Redbone, who will be the Carpenter Center's first Native American, African American performer to be on campus. Um, and that really ties into the theme of her entire upcoming season, actually. One of her goals is to just really be more inclusive and um, and diverse as possible. Mm-hmm. And you'll see that if you look, if you take a quick glance at the schedule for um, for the next season. And like I said, Martha Redbone is the first Native American and African-American performer. And um, and she said that she got the idea after going to a dinner held by um, President Jane Close Connolly. Mm. And she heard a student talking about how, um, it was a Native American student, and she was just talking about some of the experiences that she had on campus and how she felt marginalized on campus. And that really stuck with her throughout her career so far at the Carpenter Center and and she chose and she decided then that she was going to make the upcoming schedule as diverse as possible to make any student and anyone in the community really to feel like they're included and that a part of who they are is seeing on stage. 
All right, cool. Um, we're going to cut to a little bit early of a uh, actual um, break here, but for those of you listening at home um, later on SoundCloud, we'll be back in literally like a. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. No, once again, listening back to it on SoundCloud, you'll never, you'll never know the entire experience. The first death grip, Sabrina. Yes, <laughs> it was great. <laughs> Great Dan- experience. Moshing marshmallows. Speaking of moshing marshmallows, which is what I often think of when I'm looking at sports ball men and football uniforms and whatnot, Luke, <laughs> sports. What's up, everybody? Luke Ramirez here, assistant sports editor with the Daily 49er. Um, I got your uh, week recap of sports. We're going to start with the women's basketball team, as we usually do. If you are with us last week, um, what we are mostly talking about was them going for their first Big West Conference win. And they did not. They get did not their first <laughs> conference win. <clears throat> yeah, you, you're killing the vibe for me there. Yeah, well, the I would say the biggest killed vibe all all, all year is this women's basketball team. I mean, oh, oh. they uh, they cannot get anything going. They got still have a big goose egg in the win column uh-huh. um, in conference. Um, get ready to run up, Luke. Well, hey, I mean, it's yeah. some someone's got to say something. It's mm-hmm. it's. With with everything else that's going on, I mean, they made the tournament last year. They made the NCAA tournament last mm-hmm. just a season ago, and for yeah. them to be winless in conference right now, it's pretty, uh, pretty, it's pr- uh, pretty uh, not good. Pretty, pretty not good. Pretty not good. <laughs> pretty, Safe pretty, radio pretty, talk pretty, pretty there, pretty um, but yeah. So they actually looked good until the fourth quarter. They had a fifty-two yeah. to forty-seven lead, um, but they fell apart from the start of the fourth quarter. I mean, yeah. it was just a so rough the other 10 team minutes. flipped it around on them. Exactly. You know, it was in a blink of an eye that that lead was erased. Um, they got outscored twenty-eight to twelve in just that ten-minute last period, um, and I think that was just a big testament to how inexperienced this team is. You know, everyone says, "Oh, they're young. They're young." Which, which is true. I mean, they have a lot of talent. Like like we talked about last week, their top three scorers are all freshmen. Um, so, but, you know, with that, with the, as, it doesn't matter how much talent they have if they don't have experience, you know, to close out a fourth quarter and, and win a basketball game. I mean, that's that's what that's what counts at the yeah, end of the day. That, that's what makes the cheese, yeah. Exactly. So a lot to go from from there, um, you know, Din Leo Pop Leo Pepe dropped a double double on the beach with twenty three points and thirteen rebounds um, for Cal Poly last week at the Pyramid. Um, and like I said, you know it's a it's a freshman. Shanija Davis led the team again with eighteen points. Um, tomorrow they're actually going to host UC Davis, who's on the complete opposite end of the spectrum in the conference. They're mm. leading. Yeah, um, they're actually undefeated seven and zero. So it's going to be an easy win for Davis. It could very well be an easy win for Davis. That but who would knows, be man. If I was a betting man, that's what I would go with there. Uh-huh. So sports betting <clears throat> advice from Luke tonight. Oh, you don't want that. I could get into that for sure. You could get okay. We we only have so long tonight. You want to make some money? <laughs> you let want me know. to make some money. <laughs> All right, so we're doing all the illegal stuff tonight. Illegal sports. Just kidding. Illegal. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think I'm honestly curious as to you know what what the attitude towards this season is for you know the athletic department. You know, I mean, it's first year head coach Jeff Cammon. He's still kind of working the kinks out, I guess, to to say it nicely. Uh Um, But I mean. I think it all boils down to, like we talked about last week, how the veterans of this team are not showing any sort of leadership at yeah. all. I mean, it should be the complete opposite. With having all these freshmen that are that are weapons on the court, they uh-huh. should be able to use their experience, have that talent, it's that just, young talent, and mm-hmm. turn it into wins. It's but, an incongruence between the old and the new. Basically. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that's beautifully put. Uh, 
Yeah. I'll have to remember that in my next uh, sports yeah, article. I could writing. almost write sports. I, well, you could definitely with that. I like that a lot. Um, so let's flip over to the men's. Are you hiring him? Yeah, he's hired. Oh, I just <laughs> oh, I just quit being a code or assistant news editor. So no, I, no, I'm not going sports. The, when the day comes, you want to write sports. It's going to be all yours. I'm going to hand you the keys. So. You're going to hand me the keys. That's right. You're you're going to take off the hinges and put them in my hand. That's it. Uh, okay, so let's head over to the men's basketball team. Mm-hmm. They're actually gotten started as of right now. Yeah. Um, we're going to give you a live update into that score. Or, excuse me, the score of that game here pretty soon. Um, but let's talk about the week that they had. It was actually pretty strong. Um, they started off with a big win on the road against CSUN. That's Cal State Northridge. Uh-huh. Um, and they got into first place in the Big West Conference. It's huge. It's a huge spot to be in at this time of the year. Um, I really think head coach Dan Mun- Munson and the boys, they, you know, they're onto something. Mm-hmm. They're onto something there. Um, nice little win streak they're on. And it's leading up into a four-game homestand they have at the Pyramid mm-hmm. starting tonight. Um, hosting oh, UC this Irvine. Is a home man. It's a home game, right down the right down the right road. Right down here. the street. I'm glad I didn't try and leave early tonight because getting out of the parking garage would be an absolute nightmare. It should be good for now while while everyone's in there. Yeah. Right after this. Yeah, you know, go over there. Sorry, sorry, Luke. Go over, get a beer. Maybe sneakily break the CSULB rules a little bit Maybe, around certain yeah. substances. If, if that's lot, your uh, if that's your style, by all means, let's support the the athletics however way we can. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's again. Last week we talked about it's a lot of the same same headlines we're talking about last week. It's Gabe mm-hmm. Levin, uh, senior forward for the team. He's just been the story again. He dropped 19 points in the win against uh, CSUN. Mm-hmm. But uh, point guard Deshaun Booker, he's been another uh, good story for the 49ers. I, he had a he's had an efficient run. Absolutely, just slamming those balls. That's right. That's just dunking them hard, just mm-hmm. right in the basket. Um, <laughs> 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 he's been in a but he uh, but Booker's been a really efficient shooter the last couple of games. He's shooting five thirty six for the season. That's means over half the shot he takes yeah. go into the basket. So that's that's been big. Um, he does turn the ball over a lot. I was talking with my sports editor, Chris Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. He's still uh, a big culprit turning the ball over. He's leading the conference in turnovers, which you don't want out of your point guard. Um, but that's going to come. You know, They're still getting wins, so as long as he's playing comfortably out there, I think that's all that matters for, for the men's team who uh, has a chance to really uh, maybe take care of business in these next couple weeks and mm-hmm. put themselves in a good spot to win a conference championship. Um, yeah, they look good. And once again, I'm going to get the, the page here loaded up and give you guys an update on the men's game. Yeah. It's after, already about 12 minutes in, so there's some that, action. Yeah, after that we have volleyball, right? Yeah, volleyball. Um, like I said, number one team in the country. Mm-hmm. They just were looking to do business this last weekend, and they delivered. It was a bloodbath. Um, they took care of Stanford on Friday night. Um, easily, they beat them 25-13, 25-17, 25-14, straight sets, uh, no questions about it. Um, it was a little bit of a different story for UFC. They, um, excuse me, USC, that was Saturday night. They're number 13 in the country, um, and they put up a little bit more of a fight than the Cardinal did on Friday. Um, it was actually in the first set they were threatening to take LBSU down, mm-hmm. um, and... Uh, threatening to take LBSU down. Um, but, you know, the 49ers were able to stomp out the rally. They eventually won the set 25-22 and went on to win sets two and three um, to finish off a pretty impressive pair of wins against the Pac-12 Conference. This is a perennial uh, athletics conference um, in the Pac-12 there. Uh, Kyle Ensing Jr. had 22 kills over the weekend, and mm-hmm. 
the number one player uh, in the country, TJ DeFalco, settled for 15. If you're curious as to the race these guys are on for the season, Ensing is actually currently in the lead with 94 kills. DeFalco just behind him at 83. Um, they're almost both at three, well, let's see, 336, 3.36 kills per set for Ensing and 2.96 for DeFalco there. I mean, like I said, having those two weapons on the court at all times, it's just it's it's what makes the team. And they have a lot of other good veterans that make up this number one team in the country, but it's those two guys there that are doing all the heavy damage for the team. So yeah. um, it's been fun to watch. It's going to continue to be fun. If you haven't already jumped on the Long Beach State men's volleyball train, you need to now because mm-hmm. there's going to be some great games. They're going to mop everyone in conference, head into the national tournament. Um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be really fun. So Yeah. So, yep, um, men's volleyball going strong, um, men's basketball going strong, women's basketball. Oh, actually, there's some golf, too. Do I have time for a little golf update? Uh, actually, I was going to move over to... Uh, move it over. <laughs> yeah, move over to <laughs> Sam here. That way it doesn't become the, you know, the sports show. There you go. Go, go for it. Sammy, what what do we got coming out? What What's good? What's good on arts and life? I'm going to be making videos. Yo! Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so for next week's issue, including tomorrow's, mm-hmm. um, so tomorrow we're going to have actually a new column introduced by our host tonight. Uh, oh Joel yeah. Bond. I wasn't asking about that, man. Le- le- I, <laughs> I don't do too much self-promotion on here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you asked what I have coming up. That's uh, okay. one, of, one of the highlights, one of the crown jewels of uh, our paper tomorrow my, will my be. My <laughs> subpar <laughs> yeah. column. And, um, and also tomorrow we have an album review on culture 2 the new migos album that Mm -hmm. just came out friday um for next week a feature i'm really looking forward to um by one of our new writers matt anderson it's going to be on a ceramics professor on campus his name is tony marsh Mm -hmm. and and he was named one of 40 u.s fellows um artists out of like literally the whole country Mm -hmm. um and he got awarded fifty thousand dollars and he just to say the least, he spent some hot plates, definitely. Yes. Yeah. yeah, to say the least, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I can't really speak much about him because the article hasn't came out yet, and I wasn't the one who did the interview. Like I said, it was our writer, Matt. But um, but from what I hear about it, he seems like a really interesting guy. He really cares about his craft. And um, one of the few things that Matt told me about it so far has been that um, Tony Mars was saying that it's not like a job to him, his like his job of teaching ceramics Um he said he could do it if he could do it for the rest of his life. He would. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to that feature. All right, cool, cool. Some Sabrina, you do video stuff, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> the student out, the student art galleries will be opening, reopening next week, mm-hmm. and so we're gonna be doing some cool video features on some of the artists. So just to get their names out you know yeah just do a little shout outs yeah you know just bringing more people into the fold around campus and all that but yeah um so i'm basically stalling at this point to think of banter to like just close out the show with but you know man screw it like what like what's going on just like in general what are you looking forward to for the semester for the rest of the semester that is hmm um, when I can go home and smoke <clears throat> weed. Yes. That's definitely what I'm looking forward to for the rest of the semester. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I don't know, guys. Are we ready to close out the show here? Because we can if we want. 
I can always talk more sports. You can always. So yes, we are ready <laughs> to close let's out the show. <laughs> <talk. laughs> <laughs> Do you guys have any like features coming up? Any cool features? Um, we're actually working on a couple things for the men's volleyball team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this little battle between Ensign and DeFalco and their kills. Obviously, they're some of the best players in the country. So, and they're on the same team, but they could have a little competition going on um, between the two of them. A little friendly competition. Uh, might see some other stuff from our men's volleyball team. Like I said, we're picking up coverage because they're doing an awesome job. So. We would be uh, pretty dumb to not start highlighting them, uh, but that's about it. I mean, everything else. The men's team's continuing to kill it. We went out. We came out with that feature on Gabe Levin mm-hmm. that ran today. So um, while he's uh, you know dunking balls in the basket, like you said, Joel, might as well pick up a copy of the paper and uh, read read a little bit about his history and stuff like that. So yeah, well, good guy, good kid, good guy, good kid. Yeah, yep. Is he actually a kid? Uh, I think he's probably he's probably older than me, but. He's a he's, he's twenty three. It's kid, his though. Jordan year. Oh, okay, okay. I get he's it. a grown ass man. Dude. I'm not gonna pretend like I know sports or know what that meant. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's like that Miguel song, right? You know what I'm talking about? I don't know Miguel. You don't know, you Miguel? know Miguel? I I Miguel? I know who no. Miguel is, but I don't listen to Miguel. Oh oh, because you know, because <laughs> <laughs> coffee know in song. the morning. <laughs> Yeah, so with that, we are closing out the D49er update. We will be back up on Wednesday night from 7 to 8 o'clock. And in the studio with me, I am Joel Vaughn. Then we have... Can you speak something? Huh? Can you pick me up? (laughs) (laughs) This is going horrible. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm just going to talk. Yeah. Spencer Klein. Sabrina Flores over here. Don't touch you. Ramirez. (laughs) And Samantha Diaz. All right, and we're out, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you.